0: not nearly as bad as episode six thank god uh welcome to the meister movie podcast episode i've already forgotten uh nine right um did you did you
1: not like that song
0: i did i did actually that's much more pleasant and not really obnoxious as episode six
1: yeah, I actually thought it was quite... I mean, on a non-comparison level to the other song, of course... I mean, to compare it, yes, it's obviously better, but on a non-comparison level, yeah, I just genuinely kind of like that song.
0: Thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's great. He is great. That's Alex. We're here. Hello. It's Force Awakens time. Dude, I am so excited for Last Jedi. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I, I I have a I have that night at my theater off that they're gonna show it to everybody, so I'm I'm gonna go
0: see it. Yes. Okay. So before we before we jump into Force Awakens, I want to talk about um, the red carpet premiere. Um,
1: oh, for for Jedi.
0: Yeah. So the first reactions are out.
1: I don't know if you saw those or not. Uh no I've been uh I've been working all day
0: and all night. So, um, from the sounds from the critics that were there and everybody who was there, it sounds like your sounds like you were most you were pretty much right that from one guy I listened to Christian Harloff who was there, he said it's nothing like Empire, nothing like Empire, not even close. He said so. Fantastic! You got your wish. They praised Good. Ryan Johnson's direction. It's. All it's got everything you'd want in a Star Wars movie. It's got the fun, the heart, the story, and they're excited to see where it goes next. So you, your boy Ryan Johnson, did good from all accounts.
1: I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear it's not like Empire. That was my only, uh, that would have been my only pre-watch detriment, and it's gone. So I'm nothing but excited now.
0: So yeah, we will. and apparently like some hardcore fans are still processing what's happening so (laughs) four more days four more freaking days and I can go see this freaking movie
1: it's going to be interesting to hear you talk about this movie six months from now and it's going to be even more interesting hearing you talk about this movie in comparison to the next movie when it comes out. Uh, not,
0: not the Han Solo movie necessarily, but right. the next episode. Yeah. Han Solo is going to be a disaster. I'm still convinced. Um...
1: Oh, don't, I don't think it'll be a disaster. I just don't think, I, I, I don't think it'll be what they initially thought it could have been. It probably, cause I, I love Lord and Miller. I think they're great, but they're at heart, um, anarchists. Right. They like to take, they like to take established ideas and not just turn them on their heads, but turn them on their heads, throw dunce caps on them, and have everyone laugh at them. Like they, they are anarchists. So, <laughs> then the Han Solo movie and kind of tweaking things that they didn't want them to tweak makes sense to me. Um, for them to do that, I don't know if that's necessarily what I would want to see out of a Han Solo movie. I know that I, the first guess would not be ron howard either but ron howard is not um a bad director i recently watched rush again the the race car movie he did Mm -hmm. and the shots of the cars and the actual shot of of the driving themselves it he he puts you there and there's an adrenaline rush so i'm actually pretty excited to see um if he does actually something involving the kessel run
0: oh yeah oh dang so uh also, I messaged uh, Travis and Zach what their what their predictions were, so we'll get to that when we get to our Last Jedi predictions. Um, nice.
1: It'll, it'll help them uh, well-round their thoughts if they get to it right.
0: first. And I also gauged some of my friends, and uh, I got their opinions. So we'll do that. But first, Force Awakens, the movie that began this franchise anew after ten years of relative obscurity in the books and the comics and very sparse video games this movie was like so a, like again this movie's nostalgic again because i got that same feeling like i was watching it in the theater for the first time <laughs> that's the, like that's the that's the power this well, franchise has over me that, it's not that old either. i know right <laughs> like
1: you remember watching it in the theater because it was like yesterday.
0: It was. <laughs> it pretty much was.
1: Yeah. Um, I I would say using that kind of logic is more, I think, to say nostalgia. There isn't a sense of nostalgia for people involving the prequels now. There are people who genuinely grew up with those movies, so I think you could say that about them. The, we're in the middle of this uh, trilogy now. We're in the center of it. We're at the heart of it. We're in the eye of the storm. There's no... Nostalgia here, it is present, it is in the moment. So, I, right. I like that. I like the fact that I'm not. I, the Force Awakens needed a couple years to land its impact, to have people look through it, to uh, kind of pick it apart, but also love it genuinely for the right reasons. Um, so, I'm it's still evolving to me. It's still a very
0: young piece of art. Hmm. This, yeah, this movie. Like, this movie was like going so strong, and then come Maz Kanata's castle is where it started to go down. And then once they got to the resistance base, so I'm just like, "Oh, this is a joke." <laughs> you know, watching this again, I was like, "This is this is a straight up joke." <laughs> well,
1: what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Um, well, I like, it's like a joke of a movie.
0: Like it's it's not like a like a joke of a it didn't become like a joke of a movie. I just feel like it just became this strange, weird parody of the of of the uh, the original trilogy. No, just the, the no. I watch this again. It and and you're right. It is more like episode four. I still see. Empire and Return of the Jedi in this movie it's pretty it's dominantly I, it's dominantly the new hope but I see Empire and I see Return of the Jedi in this movie
1: Yes, no, I agree with that. Yeah, there are the other the other elements of those movies are there, but it it's 110% a new hope um, I Think you can I think it's nice that those other elements are there and I think especially if the second one <clears throat> or, or last Jedi uh, actually does something entirely completely different then i think that theory holds more water or at least that it's not a theory anymore it's an idea a genuine idea that you can deconstruct and enjoy and uh chew on um but i always i never had the biggest problem with force awakens being a copy of a new hope i just hated the idea of all three of the new trilogies just being rehashes of the old trilogy but deconstructed on their own terms They're still the same plots, but they're different. Um, I didn't like it if it was all three of them. I understood what they were doing with Force Awakens. The problem that I had with it overall is is that J.J. Abrams is a safe director. He he kind of keeps his audience at a distance a bit, and that is a very safe decision. And the question is, do you enter back into this um, universe safely, um, or do you enter back into it... um, Game changing wise, and I think they made the right decision. They certainly made the Disney decision. Oh, yeah!
0: All right, you ready to do this? Go <clears throat> Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens, released December 18th, 2015. Written by thankfully Lawrence Kasdan, JJ Abrams, and Michael Arndt, directed by JJ Abrams, starring. <sighs> Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, a uh, debuting Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Adam Driver, Andy Serkis, Donald Gleason, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, and Anthony Daniels. All right, here we go. Open, so the opening crawl starts out smart. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't catch us up, but it tells us where we are now, and that's and that and that that I thought was a good thing. So basically, it said Luke disappeared, and everyone is looking for him. So then we go to orbit over Tatooine... I'm sorry. Jakku. Jakku. Sorry. Jakku. Uh, Um, (laughs) uh, We have some good shots of uh, First Order Stormtroopers and their transports as they begin to make their descent into the planet. BB-8 notices them from this strange village and goes to warn uh, Poe Dameron as he is given a small sack containing a... Supposedly a map... that leads to Luke Skywalker because the First Order is now overpowered. So he walks out. Sees all the transports coming. Um, Max von Sydow of uh, Game of Thrones fame tells him, "Okay, you got to go because you got the plans now, and they can't fall into the, resist- into the uh, First Order hands." I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get them confused. I am. It, it's it's just the thing. Um, so police, leaves begrud- begrudgingly as the First Order attacks. Um, his new x wing gets shot so he ditches the map with bB and tells him to run for it where have i that have I seen that before um so then Kylo run arrives has a back and forth with uh max von Sedow and uh before he kills him uh max uh, von Sedow tells him about well you you didn't al- you didn't al- you weren't always bad and uh he's you weren't always bad you were always part of this great this this uh this family. And you can't deny that. And uh, so then Kylo Ren kills him. Poe tries to stop them, but he gets caught because he gets frozen in place by the Force. Him and his laser shot. Which blew my mind in the theater.
1: No, that's pretty awesome.
0: So, and that that should have been the first indicator we're not dealing with Sith. Because I don't remember Sith blocking... Like, freezing shots in midair. I've seen them block shots with their hands, but not with, but like, stop them in midair. That's awesome. So, they catch Poe and his shot, as I mentioned. And, uh, Phasma, Captain Phasma, the Boba Fett of the, this new trilogy, way too similar in this in her first showing, has all the villagers killed, but the Stormtrooper FN-2187 doesn't fire and so then we have BBH, who now who now must wander the desert. Holy crap! This is so much like A New Hope already, and I just realized that. I, like, I said, like, like I said, like, I haven't, I didn't realize, like, how close to A New Hope it really is until now. I knew it was close, but reading those notes, I'm like wow, yes, I am, I'm, I'm I'm like stunned. I'm kind of
1: shocked, man, it's totally, it's totally up there, man, like, it's not, it's not, they, uh, like, they bring you all this cool new stuff so you don't see it on screen, and that's the point, but at the same time, the plot points are there that if you just described the movie to someone, it kind of is unavoidable,
0: it's just there. So then we go to the, um, the, uh, the First Order Star Destroyer. Um. So, post taken away in, into uh imprisonment while um f well uh, FN two one eight seven is um caught with his helmet off because he's like aghast with what just happened. He's just watched a bunch of civilians die and then his friend just like died right in front of him. So he's just like, oh crap, what is? He's like, war. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, war is hell. <laughs> why oh, yeah. <laughs> Ventura reference there. Um, so then we go back to Jakku and this abandoned star destroyer, while a while uh Ray scavenges an old scavage scavenges the whole thing. He she then puts the parts into this USB flash drive, this massive USB flash drive. Don't tell me you don't you didn't see it either. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> her, pl- her flying flash drive.
0: Yes, her flying flash drive.
1: coming right on by flying flash drive. <laughs>
0: um so we get a glimpse into her life, which is smart. She's staring at old scarred people, wishing it hopefully wishing it, it that's not her. Someday she's getting ripped off by fat aliens played by Simon Pegg. And wishing she were literally anywhere else. So she's sitting on she's sitting outside, this uh this uh tipped over uh ATAT from years old, and she hears BB eight whining while so she she rescues BB eight, which is uh a miracle, which I like how most coincidences like this can be explained with the force in this universe. Do they? Eh. Most. You think the fo- you I mean, you think the force led
1: BB-8 to her?
0: Yeah. Same way R two. Same way R two was. Since, same way the R five unit in the New Hope, <laughs> um, exploded before they actually took the R five droid be- over R two. It was always going could, to be three PO and R two.
1: You you could if you wanted to, yeah. But like if you're going to say it's the Force, then is somebody driving that, or is the Force a living entity that can make those decisions?
0: I guess, that, I guess stuff like that is subjective. I like to think about that. I like to think that that's the case, personally.
1: No, no, no. I mean, that's what I think is interesting about that. I'm not trying to nitpick it. I'm just trying to say, if that's how you think the Force works, then how does the Force work for you? To me, I think that whatever anyone thought about The Force is uh, is changing with these new movies. Any concept you have is going to be either broadened or uh, something new is going to come out of the ashes of it. Like like we said, he stops a blaster, and we haven't seen that before. Something new is going on. They're going to blur the lines, but I don't think they're going to step away from the whole like good and bad is cyclical. So I'm wondering what your idea of what The Force is, is
0: Uh... Never really asked myself that
1: question. (laughs) I just think it's interesting, like we need to have predictions and theories and who's raised parents and all this stuff, but like when it comes to the force and kind of like The
0: Force has never really it's never really been explained. The closest we got was Empire Strikes back with Yoda and all that. So I'd have to say it's like and they keep talking about the will of the force, the will of the force. Like they keep like that's a that's a common Saying is, oh,
2: yeah, it is I forgot the about will. That.
0: It is the will of the force. So, I I honestly think this force entity is sentient, but it's not. It's like it's like sentient energy, is what I'm saying. It's not. It doesn't take there, like there one are, form.
1: No, no, I I see what you're saying. Uh, there, there is um. There was a metaphor I heard in a movie once that talked about uh the universe kind of that way. Um and I think the force in this universe kind of works this way too, which is that even though um the current may move a certain way, it'll always correct itself. It'll just it'll eventually correct itself. The balance may go out of whack for a bit in the force, but eventually it will correct itself. Mm. As kind of like how um coral or different flowers or trees just sort of naturally re- react to certain uh, universal universal things like it's it's just a natural reaction the force is a thing that exists but without sentience it just corrects itself naturally yeah so i mean it's all very it's all very interesting to me because i think with these new movies they don't I, I don't think they're aiming to define the force I think they're aiming to um, give a little bit more character to it so that they can do new things with it so uh, that's why I'm really interested in what it is and what it could be and what they're gonna do with it like it's uh I'm not trying to look for the force to answer questions in the story I'm looking to see like maybe the force did this like I think that's a fun idea uh, but I also think it's really interesting where they're gonna take it
0: so she runs into BB eight and uh rescues him from this random junker. And uh so BB eight asks if he could stay if he could crash at her place. She so she's like, nah, but then she comes around and is like, Yeah, fine, whatever. You go in the morning. Uh back in the Star Destroyer, which which hold on. This Star Destroyer is massive. It's awesome. I like all the new yeah, designs of this movie. I, was, I wasn't entirely sold on the new X-Wing. I thought it was ugly at first. But I'm like, okay, fine. I can buy it. Which I did.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But, um, yeah. So, we're back in the Star Destroyer. And, uh, we got a new kind of interrogation where Kylo Ren basically just used the Force to, like, peer into his mind, peer into... Podameron's mind, he resists at first, but apparently he ends up telling Kylo Ren about where the where the uh, where the where the map is. He tells him it's with BB-8, and uh, he tells General Hux, who is played by Don McGleason, uh, and he says, "Okay, it's your problem now." Um, so basically, according to canon, what happened? What happens when Kylo Ren? dives. We have a visual representation of this in the uh, the new Battlefront Two game, but basically what happens is he actually is like walking through the the uh, the per the subject's memories, like he's in his like he's embodied in this person's memories, in like in a weird force way. He's-
1: is he the person in the memory,
0: or is he able to be an outsider of he's the an, memory? He's an outsider, and it's all like it's all the memory. The memories themselves are all like, cr- like mashed together and disorganized, in a way. So, so they all like mm-hmm. blend together, like and like if they're in like one world, when they're on like a, like separate worlds. So gotcha. Did you, ever, did you ever see
1: Minority Report? Yes, I did. It's kinda you so you're saying it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. Instead
0: of doing it on a glass, but he can physically walk through it. He can physically walk through it, yes. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. So that's what he did with Poe Dameron. And he did it successfully because apparently he learns from a pretty powerful being now. So now we are at Nima Outpost, named after Nima the Hut. Yes, there was a hut on Jakku. What a coincidence! Um so Ray, so hey man,
1: I would think, I would think,
0: Hutt's like desert planets. Yeah. So Ray tells BB-8 basically that she's waiting for her family to come back. Um. Uh, then she almost sells BB-8 to Unkar Plot, who offers her an abundance of freaking food. But she resists the temptation and she just walks away. Then Unkar Plot says, tells the First Order, okay, get that guy, or tells his men, yeah, get that guy, take him. Get that, uh, get that droid. So now we're back on the destroyer, uh, FN two one eight seven. Um, breaks Poe out of captivity in a change of conscience. So he takes him to the, to the Tie interceptor. That is an interceptor fighter. You can tell by the red paint on the uh, on the fighter. I know they all look the same, but that can't be helped. Um, or it can be, and Ryan Johnson maybe fixed it. I don't know because he had to fix everything JJ did. Now, coincidentally, now JJ has to go off of what he what he's doing. So, <laughs> who ended up winning in that situation? Um, so, wait, wait.
1: Let me with that comment. Do you, what do you think of JJ Abrams' direction like, of this
0: movie? JJ, like somebody uh, I listened to said it best. JJ is good at setting things up. At you know, at setting at setting things up. Not necessarily paying off, like in, like, like, wrapping things up, like in Lost, but, like, he's good at setting things up, and then he gives those, and then he's basically giving those ideas to Ryan Johnson for him to delve into. And then, then Ryan Johnson apparently makes an awesome film, and now J.J. Abrams has to work off that. So that's – so that, I just think that's going to be interesting to me. That's going to be interesting to me I, see how mine plays the out. The
1: thing is I, I, um, I agree with you on that. A lot of people call that J.J. Abrams' mystery box failure kind of thing. He, he has this idea called the mystery box, and it really does build a mystery and a scene or an adventure or a story or a plot well, but it doesn't always produce the best conclusion if you're not um, – as focused or forward thinking with the theme along with that mystery as, um, as I guess lost as evidence of sometimes they can think it through and they have a theme that works. And sometimes they just kind of go nowhere with it, but it's always fun ride. Right. Um, (laughs) I mean, they had somebody in mind for the third film. They just got cold feet when his, uh, when people started questioning his movies and uh, the other thing is Ryan Johnson was always the better filmmaker than J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is a populist, uh, a populist. He, he can make stuff that everyone can enjoy, but he doesn't really make something that affects the individual um, on their own. He doesn't really make movies that people walk away from and go, I feel that. Like, no one really talks about Super 8 as often as they like. It's very spielberg uh in a lot of ways but spielberg's imagery is connected to to big important human themes and jj abrams just kind of likes sci-fi and those images he doesn't really connect into things as well as he likes to think he can so uh, but ryan johnson is is way better he's just he just is better at what he does he's he's honed his skill in a a little bit of television and he's made his movies but he's kind of he's kind of been good from the get-go interesting is a better word for ryan johnson like uh if jj abrams is good and you know popular ryan johnson is interesting like he's interesting he's going to get you thinking and really like feeling what you saw and experienced way more than i think jj abrams does I think J.J. Abrams makes something you can come home to after a long day, and Ryan Johnson, he gives you something that you think about all week.
0: Or all month. Or for the next six months. Who knows? Who knows how traumatized I, I'll be after I mean, this I movie. Don't what,
1: I don't know what they expected out of Gareth Edwards. Um, maybe not Gareth Edwards. I may have gotten the name wrong, but I don't know necessarily what they expected out of him. Um, maybe there was a lot more action to it, and they saw Jurassic World and thought, well, he is good with action. He can keep a, a plot moving, but I, I'm not sure what they expected out of him from it. And I'm not. And I'm, I'm. I'm. comfortable with JJ Abrams. He's worked with enough TV. He's made as many season finales as he has series openers.
0: So then we got this great sequence with Poe, and who he finally names uh, Finn, because FN finally names him Finn. So I guess stop calling MFN two one eight seven. Um so Poe and Finn They uh they uh, fly around this TIE Fighter and it's just a great it's just a great back and forth between these two. You can tell they like the chemistry is so spot on. It's great. I loved it. Um Yeah. Suppose so start so they're flying around trying to evade the uh the uh, Star Destroyer's fire and all that. So Poe Dameron's like flying back down to the surface and Finn's like, the heck are you doing? Like, where are we going back? He's like, we gotta go back for this droid. It's got a map to Luke Skywalker. And Finn's like, you've got to be joking. Then they get shot down. Mm. Finn does not, Finn, well, Finn, they establish well that Finn wants to get out. That I can buy. He just wants away from this because of the trauma that he saw. He saw, his be, he saw one of his best friends get, he saw one of his best friends die He's got his, he had his blood on his helmet.
1: It's kind of more than that. Like he is, he, he is a constant reminder of the threat that is the new world, uh, the new order. He is the constant reminder that he has seen things outside of the opening of the movie that he knows um, is terrifying. That is uh, horrifying. He's heard stories by being on that job. He knows things the audience doesn't. And his fear tells us that we should be pretty afraid of the new order.
0: Did you almost say new world order? Yes, and die for life. New world order, yeah. So, can you imagine if it's like the new world order instead of the first order? It's got it, Hulk Hogan, it would, Kevin it Nash. Very,
1: it, it would certainly. I love how you're using the wrestling term of that. But yes, it would be interesting.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Carlo Ren's gonna. I can't.
1: <laughs> I'm way too Let me into. tell you something. The force doesn't work that way, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a trap, brother. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, so then. Um... So then Finn wakes up on Jakku in his seat, just like, ah, what's going on here? Uh, he goes to the crashed TIE Fighter, finds Poe's jacket before the TIE Fighter wreckage is... By the way, they stole They stole a TIE Fighter. Um, They find Poe's jacket before the, the wreckage is swallowed whole by the sand, and then it explodes. So we're left to think that uh, Poe Dameron is dead. Which was originally the plan, but then Oscar Isaac's like, nah, we gotta keep this guy alive!
1: Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't have been surprised if that had been it because Max von Sydow outside of Game of Thrones is a pretty famous actor. who has been around for a while. The fact that they would just sort of kill him off right away is, is interesting. But it tells me that if they're going to make a bunch more movies, that they want to put people in these movies, that they want to come back later. Mm. But I like that they, I like that they kept him alive. I like his friendship with Finn, um... Uh, I think it works uh, a lot uh, right away, immediately. I, I was a, I, I was really looking forward to John Boyega in this movie because he was in a movie uh, called Attack the Block, which is really good, and he's super good in it. And once I heard he was in this, I was like, oh, awesome. So once he was just started like doing the opposite of what he did in that movie, which was be very tough and, and street thug, um, and be very jovial and scared and all over the place and fun and bouncing off of um, Oscar Isaac so well, I was like, God, this guy's great.
0: So on the Destroyer, there's tension between Kylo Ren and Hux as to how to... Because Kylo Ren wants to really, really wants to get the droid unharmed, and then Hux is like, what does it matter to you? And Snoke said, like, capture it if we can, destroy it if we have to. So, like... Yeah, so there's tension between those two. Back on Nima Outpost,
1: uh... Just like like on Rogue One.
0: Yep. So, uh... Finn wanders the desert for an eternity. And then he, uh... Finally stumbles upon Nima Outpost... Wearing... He he took off his Stormtrooper uh, armor... And he put on uh, Poe's jacket. Um... So then, why would you wear a leather jacket in the desert? I never understood that from the Indiana Jones movies. Um, so he, he fought, So then he stumbled. So he's looking for water. It, like,
1: it's more. It's more than a jacket. It's a purse. Well, there you go. Um, it it holds all their stuff in it. That I is mean, true. I don't know why Finn did it, but for Indiana Jones, it's so it could hold things for him.
0: I see. So Finn, uh, stumbles upon this water that this behemoth is drinking. He doesn't like. He thinks it's disgusting at first, and then he just keeps drinking it anyway because it's water. Like, what? Are you, do you think you're gonna get any better? I love that part. Hmm. He's just like he—he's he, like drinking it. He's disgusted at first. He's like, it's—it's ah, it's water anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Plus, that thing looks really cool.
0: It does look cool. Um. So then, uh, Ray and BB-8 run into trouble, but then Ray, more than, is more than capable for the job. Who, and right before, Finn's about to go and help, but then she just, like, wastes these dudes with her. with her, uh. metal pole? Yeah? With her rod of some kind of metal material.
1: Jarrett! She made herself a staff.
0: Yes. Jarrett and Way should learn from her. Um. So then BB 8, um, recognizes, uh. Poe's jacket on Finn, so then Ray starts chasing Finn, catches up to him, gives him gives him a nice gives him a nice shot to the to the nose. Um So he basically tells tells Ray and BB eight everything and that uh like, I helped I helped Poe escape, but then he died in the crash. BB eight is sad. That is a uh, heartbreaking to see. Um So then <laughs> This uh, the robot made you sad. Yeah, the robot made you sad. Um, so then, so Ray asks, um, Finn, are you with the Resistance? And then Finn stares at her for a second. He's like, "Yeah, totally. I'm totally with the Resistance. I am with the Resistance." <laughs> so I wrote down in my notes: Finn lies because he finds Ray to be cute. Yeah. She's cute. So Finn tells Finn tells her about the map to Skywalker. She's like, I thought he was a myth. Um. So the stormtroopers spot them and they start chasing them. They uh. <laughs> I like how, and I also like how Finn's just <laughs> He's still tries. I still like they're, they're still playing on this joke of. Oh, like, Finn's like, oh, crap, I gotta protect, I gotta protect this woman. And then this woman's like, no, I don't need protection. I can more than, I can more, I'm more than capable of handling myself, thank you very much. I still like Plus, how they're still it, making their jokes com- to this
1: day. It, it's a good comment uh, that they're trying to make about the character and about uh, sexism in general. But I also like the idea that Finn is genuinely afraid of these guys and likes this girl, and he knows what they can do, and he's like, I don't care if you're, like, we gotta get out of here. Like, he's grabbing her her hand and running because he wants to run away. Right. It's a good good way to do both.
0: I can't really, I cannot wait to see what they do with the First Order in Last Jedi. I want to see how dangerous they can be. Without them blowing up an entire system of planets. Okay, okay, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Gotta control myself. Um, let's see. So stormtroopers start chasing them. They run into a hut. Then tie fighters come in. And now they realize they have to escape. So they uh they try to go for some kind of quad jumper. Then I like I like I like the reveal of the Millennium Falcon here. So they're running. Ray is like, we can evade them in that quad jumper. And then Finn goes to points to his left like, what about that? And then Ray's like, that one's garbage. So then the TIE Fighters come in and shoot the one that Ray was trying to go to. That blows up. And then Ray's like, the garbage will do. And then pan over and it's a Millennium Falcon. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. That was awesome.
1: So they get... It, it works. I mean, it, it's, it's a nice uh, reveal. It's kind of interesting that you don't know how it necessarily got there. But uh, it's a nice
0: reveal. So they so um so Ray takes the 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 uh, Han's chair, Han's old chair, and uh, Finn gets into the gunner's seat. Um, so they fly. So they're just so now we then get a, uh, a a ship chase. Um, so this was a good chase. I like this chase. So they're flying through the wreckage of the old Battle of Jakku that happened nearly thirty years ago, which I know the full context to. Because um, I'm a freaking nerd. Um. So Finn, so Finn easily gets a hold of himself because he's like struggling. <laughs> Ray's struggling to fly the darn thing. And Finn's struggling to get the turret to work. Because <laughs> he's just like flying around in the darn thing. <laughs> this movie is like so funny. I'm surprised at how funny this movie is.
1: It's great it's pretty funny, yeah, like everyone in it is is really funny. it's not about lines necessarily, although there are a few like these people are genuinely charming, right
0: <laughs> so they um, so then they bleh. so they fly through the ravager, which is the super the crash superstar destroyer, yes, I know the name of the stupid st- st- superstar destroyer, um and so. Then so they, so they eventually evade these TIE fighters. I'll just skip the details. Um It was awesome how they did it though.
1: It looks great, yeah. Well I like I like the um trick that they pulled to shoot the last
0: one. Oh yeah. Where they're Yeah. Where they're like Ray's okay, so the, the gunner, the bottom one, gets shot off. It gets like busted. And so Ray flies jammed. through the gets jammed. So Ray flies through the Superstar Destroyer, and then Finn's like are we really doing this right now? <laughs> and so, they uh, she she brings the ship back out, pulls up, and then just those dives or stalls, and then Finn gets a perfect shot. And yeah, so instance number one, Ray has the force. Um. So they find uh, out. So- yeah.
1: I also like how excited they get about that moment.
0: Yes, too. I. They do after the after that they get they fly the Falcon into space and they finally they're all excited about the whole thing like oh my gosh oh my gosh so they finally exchange pleasantries and uh, names um, and uh, before the Falcon breaks then we wipe quickly to the Star Destroyer. Uh, hears about what happened and has the meltdown of a lifetime. I was not expecting this. <laughs> I was not expecting this at all. Like... That,
1: that he would be kind of uh, really, a
0: hissy fit? He Good. is very compulsive. Very emotional. Like a Skywalker. Um, so this... But
1: also but maybe this has something to do with what he's harnessing in the force too maybe the more emotional he is the more he's tapping into something that other people haven't before
0: hmm. so this was a note I, I jotted down on the side um and in my notes because so he hears about how this is where he he, he hear's a melt so he has a meltdown on this guy in front of this guy about the whole details then he mentions that they that the two were accompanied by a girl then he go then he pulls the guy to him and holds him at his throat and he's like "What girl I had to write that one down so there's a this a clue for later um so right so now yeah there's something interesting about that so Ray is now we're back on the Falcon. Ray's scrambling to fix to fix the Falcon. Um, Finn has to convince BB. Like Finn the Finn basically like, "Okay, I'm not with the Resistance. I'm just." He tells BB Eight, "I'm not with the Resistance. I'm just trying to get away from the first order. But if you tell you where the base is, I'll get you there first. Um. So and BB 8s like, "What do I do? What do I do?" He's so then he finally says diladium system uh all right so like it's it's cute it's cute and so they so finn then gives him a thumbs up and then PVA ignites a lighter <laughs> like this random lighter out of one of his sockets that was probably the one of the funniest moments in the theater honestly <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people laughed at that.
0: Yeah. Oh man. This movie was man, it was so funny. So much like episode four. Man. Um not funny because not not like not like episode four was funny. I'm saying it was really funny and then separately it was so much like episode four. Um let's see. Okay, so someone gets locked up so Ray temporarily patches the the Falcon. And then Finn is like So he tell so then he uh he tells, uh, no, Ray tells Finn that she has to go back to Jakku, and then Finn's like, Back to Jakku! Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Hmm. <laughs> I bet he hates that planet more than anyone at this point. Like, why does everybody want to go back here?
1: I just love how he just, he, he's on there for a little bit and realizes nobody should stay. Why does anybody live here? <laughs>
0: So some, so then someone locks onto their ship. Finn thinks it's the First Order. They uh they set a trap for them. Like, it, it, there's a brief shot of where it kind of did, like Rey's kind of like, how does he know so much about stormtrooper armor? Um, which is contemplating something like that. But apparently, them ended up being Han Solo and Chewbacca. They then got the Chewie we're home line from the second trailer. Which was goosebumps. Um, so you, you you, how do you feel about that moment? It's this movie's this mo- Okay, I gotta say something about this movie. A few lines. Yeah, voice crack. A few lines in this movie were very meta. Like when, like the first line of the movie is Max von Sydow giving the map to Luke Skywalker to Poe, and then him saying. This will begin to make things right. That's like a really meta line, if you think about it.
1: Yeah.
0: I I can't argue with that. And now it's chewy We're home as in finally this is a Star Wars movie. Like that was that was that was the moment where I'm like, okay, this is a this is a Star Wars movie and not a Shakespearean play like the prequels.
1: I mean I don't know if they were necessarily talking about the prequels, but I, I think it was more so Harrison Ford's back. Yeah. Whatever votes your vote. The vibe the vibe is back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could absolutely see it that way. Nothing's wrong with them.
0: Um, so yeah, let's see here. So they easily catch Finn Ray in BB eight. So Hans glad glad to be back in his baby. Is appalled to hear that Ray thinks that it was fourteen parsecs instead of twelve. That was great. Um, he quickly wants the, wants the new guys out. Uh, so then Finn says, okay, this guy's, uh, this droid has a fin to Luke's, is, has a fin. Ha! Um, this droid has a map to Luke Skywalker. Han's like, Han is struck. He's like, Luke. Then, then he's like, okay. And then some guys who he ripped off, like the old smuggler he is. Uh, they come after him, and they uh. Let's see. So, huh, so then they tell the new guys to hide, and he'll he'll talk his way out of it like he does every time. That was funny. Uh, so he tries to talk his way out of things with the uh, with the uh, with the first group, the uh, the Guavian Death Gang. Uh, it doesn't work because, of course, it didn't. Uh, I
1: this is the uh this is the whole monsters.
0: Scene, yes, right? this is the this is the monster part. I'm getting I'm I'm building to it. So, okay, I am just going to be I'm just going
1: to be on uh on record as saying right now I think this is the worst part of the movie and slows it down entirely.
0: I think there's a worst moment in this movie. Um
1: I, I mean, I think there are worse moments, but I think in terms of like actual sections of the movie, this is the worst.
0: Okay. So, <clears throat> So then we got. So then the second guy comes, and it's the people from the raid. As in Gareth Evans, yeah. the raid.
1: Yeah, like they, the two guys, uh, two guys from the raid. They're great. They're awesome. You're there, and if you know the Raids, you're, you're like, oh my god, they're gonna, they're gonna punch some people and elbow some people and kick some people, and you know.
0: So then the raftars get loose, and it turns out that the raftars are these tumors with eyes and mouths
1: Can we can we stop for a second? Okay. <laughs> Cuz I got to point something out. Uh, this is that's the ultimate we just figured out a prime example of ultimate JJ Abrams. He brings the guys from the raids in and you're like, "Oh, the guys from the raid in, what a great setup." And then he does nothing with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is like the perfect visual metaphor of J.J. Abrams' entire so, uh, catalog. So, I wrote so in my notes, in verbatim. This is what I wrote down in all caps: Raid guys, Ray releases raftars. Raid guys wasted. They got their check. I guess.
1: Oh, I'm gl- I'm super glad they got their check. I'm super glad that people are talking about them. But the whole point is, is that it's some point people won't and these movies will just have to stand alone on, on their own merit and it's like you had two of the greatest martial artists around and you decided to waste the entire scene on a giant CGI monster what's wrong with you <laughs> JJ Abrams what do you think so- I'm sure it was they had the monster and they casted the red guys later but at the same time if, the, if I had the red guys I would have been like can we just not do the monster
0: they should have put these guys I'll in episode. Eight. Ryan Johnson would have known what to do with these guys, honestly.
1: Uh maybe they'll come back. I mean we didn't necessarily see them die, but maybe they'll come back.
0: So a whole hoopla ensues, they're running away from the raftars. Uh Ray gets her first uh her first uh glimpse of uh death as the someone is violently eaten off screen. And she's uh she's uh ill to this. Um. So Finn gets it sounds gross. Yeah. So Finn uh is taken gets uh taken by these uh. By the way, here's the point I want to make. Let's talk about the raftars for a second. So you got the raftars, which are these balls of eyes and tentacles, and then they wrap Finn with their tentacles. And in Rogue One, we get a tentacle monster too. So are we? Are we seeing a trend here? Are we gonna get a trend here where we get hentai in freaking you, man, Star Wars movies? They,
1: hentai! I told you, man, they're not they're not making these
0: movies for
1: America, just America anymore.
0: Hentai. It's Star Wars. Hey
1: man. Hey man, so sorry.
0: It's it's sci fi. What are you gonna do? So Finn gets taken by one the by by the beast and uh Ray manages to close the door on his tentacles before Finn is swallowed whole, and she says that was lucky. Instance number two, she has the force. Uh. Um. So Chewie gets shot in the arm, and he sells it like he's mortally wounded. Um, like he has to be carried because he got shot in the arm. (laughs) You got shot in the arm. When did they turn Chewbacca into a baby? Well,
1: he's... No one likes to be shot in the arm. Then <laughs> he's, like, limping. Like, he can't walk straight.
0: Can't <laughs> I found it all goofy. I'm sorry, I did. I found it goofy. I,
1: he, he's an old he's an old guy. He doesn't want to be shot. I'm sure, he just uh, And you know what? That tells me that Chewie rarely ever gets shot, because he's that good. And then when he gets shot, he's like, Ow, that really hurts.
0: <laughs> so then, um. So then they finally launch into hyperspace blinded. Um. Ray accompanies Han in the passenger seat. There's a Raftar in the cockpit, so they're basically flying blind. Then they launch into hyperspace out of a hangar blinded. There you go. And, uh, it's also another thing. Actually, over to later. Um. We then got our first shot of Star Killer Base because we can't have a Star Wars movie resurrection without a freaking super weapon.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Um, so you okay? People are gonna. People have asked, how did the first order build a super, build an entire planet-sized super weapon? My answer, they did it off the backbone of another ice planet called Ilum, which is where Jedi went to get their kyber crystals for their lightsabers. So Starkiller Base is actually a real planet, but it's made into a superweapon. There you go. The more you know.
1: Well, no, I mean, that sounds logical in the Star Wars universe. It, I, I feel like it's how did they get an entire planet? starship made in in under 50 years.
0: Well, okay. So here's the thing. So, the Empire... Especially when a large construction...
1: Uh, a large amount of your construction screw have been destroyed within the last few years twice.
0: No, the thing is, they violently mined Ilum for their Kyber Crystals to power the Death Star laser. So it was already ripped to shreds. Like, before the Death Star was no, already complete. I'm
1: not. I'm not saying that it, uh, even if you give them a head start it's still 50 years to turn an entire planet into a working spaceship is crazy It's crazy it probably wasn't like the last it's the lot recognition mission of a lot to swallow considering what they've already shown us in the Star Wars <clears> universe <throat> yeah but it doesn't ruin anything for me it's just if someone asked me that question i'd go huh but <laughs> i don't i really enjoy the whole thing as a planet
0: it's pretty cool looking So, uh, so Kylo Ren and General Hux go to speak with Supreme Leader Snoke, played by the great Andy Serkis. Um, so thank God, thank God he's not actually that tall. Am I right? If they had to fight like a 25 foot guy, it'd be
1: ridiculous. No, that would be so cool. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Um,.
1: That, that'd be awesome, and then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, Ant-Man shows up, gets all big. Oh, geez, geez. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's like here you go, Kylo Ren.
0: So General Hux will basically the crux of the conversation was General Hux will use the base to destroy the Republic, and he reveals that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son, and that this is Kylo Ren's biggest test. Kylo Ren is a solo. Everybody who said he was Luke Skywalker is WRONG! He's riding solo. He's riding solo.
1: He's riding solo. <laughs> solo.
0: <laughs> Back on the Falcon in hyperspace. Ray stops the ship from dissolving in, in hyperspace. Uh, make a note for the record that Ray's familiarity with the Millennium Falcon. Um... And uh Chewy's being a baby. Um wait what? Uh Chewy's being a baby over an arm wound. This actually was bothering me. I'm sorry, it was. It just was. Like, why has he ever been wounded before? Not that we've seen. There you go. <laughs> that is true. That is a good point.
1: <laughs> Maybe that was his first time. He's like, "Ow, oh, that really hurts." Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's still he's still part animal. He's still driven by his instincts,
0: I guess. Um SBH so shows the fragment of the shows the map that he has and it is only a fragment of what they have. Uh of of the, it's only a fragment of the map to Skywalker. And uh, then Han gives yeah. a uh, a brief and vague backstory about Luke and how he failed to upstart the Jedi Order. Then all this talk gets him to, gets like, wills him to like, okay, you want my help? You got it. We're going to see an old friend. And uh, he says he'll help to, he, he agrees to help uh, BB-8, get BB-8 to the Resistance. So they arrive on Taco Donna. Yes, Taco or Donna. Taco Bell. Formerly Taco Bell World, um, Ray is uh, a ast- is astonished by it all. Uh, like and Han's like just stares is like looks her like oh boy, like Han make a note also for the record Han I think knows who she who she is. Um, it, that's what it seemed like. That's the vibe that I was getting, that Han knew who sh- who she was.
1: Uh, does, is that based off of your prediction or
0: just not that scene? Just that no, just that shot of Han Solo reacting to she's never seen so much green in the whole galaxy. She never thought there was so much green in the whole galaxy, and then he just he just like reacts like solemnly, like he like he know like so, like somehow he knows what's up. I'm just I'm just gathering clues to accumulate no, no. into a theory. I think
1: that's a I think that's a fair theory. There's a lot more to that look than they're letting on. And it's, I think it's more than just, um, this girl's been on a desert planet all her life. And I think it's more than, ah, that reminds me of Luke a lot, but uh, there's more to that. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're correct.
0: So, uh, Han sees through Finn's BS that, um, that Finn tries to be like, I'm a big deal in the resistance. And Han's like, no, you're not. (laughs) So uh he goes outside,
1: uh I do I yeah, I do like that that Han just like
0: sees right through his stuff, but he still thinks he can help. <laughs> so he tells him that uh women always find out the truth. Always. Um So then he goes outside, he gives Ray a gun. Doesn't even Then Ray shows how untrained she is with with like with just a gun. It's like, she's like, Yeah, you just pull the trigger. It's like not more to it than that. Doesn't teach her anything. Um. So then, offers her a job, but she declines because she has to go back to Jakku and wait for her family. Is this not the dumbest protagonist handicap ever? What? Her wanting to go back to Jakku and wait for her family. You think that? You think that's what? It's a hand. Like you know how? Like have you? Okay, you've seen le- videos from. lessons from the screenplay. No, Play, no. What right? did you call it? I call it like a handicap. Like no, okay,
1: I don't think it's a handicap. Okay, then I think it's her arc. It's it's who it's her thing. It's her uh, I don't know if it's her handicap, it's an obstacle she needs to get over. Sure. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. What her it's her arc. Like that's the thing she needs to get over, but maybe that's part of it and not the entire arc. Maybe it's not something that takes 3 movies to get over, but maybe right. the end of the next one.
0: They didn't really but, give us Any other obstacle. Like, that was the only obstacle they presented to us. They didn't hint towards anything else. So, I guess I don't blame people when... I guess I don't blame people in a way when they say that she's a Mary Sue. So far. In this movie, she's... But I don't think... Go
1: ahead. I don't think necessarily that her feeling that or wanting to go back to Jakku to wait for her family... I I don't think that that is, that detriments the idea of her being a Mary Sue. The the idea of her being Mary Sue is that she can do anything and that she achieves anything and she is unstoppable, but she can still have character flaws. And that is a character flaw, if anything. That's something that she herself needs to overcome that will like hinder her decisions, sure, but not her actions. Physically, I mean. Uh, But that's also, that has way more to do with the story than people are realizing when they focus on it as her character, and I don't think it's the only detriment about her. I think I, I think she's I think she's kind of pretentious. I think she kind of thinks she knows everything.
0: Well, she probably think she, thinks she's seen she's everything. Some, I
1: think she has some flaws. She she has some character flaws other than that, but she is a good hero. She does the right thing and she cares for the right people, and she doesn't mess around when it comes to the decisions of good and evil.
0: At least as far as we've seen. As far as we've seen, yeah. Um, so Han takes them to Maz castle where we meet Maz played by... That's what I... I forgot a cast member in this cast. Lapita Nuongo. She's great. She's great. Um... Finally, we got some uh, some good uh, club music. So ever because we've been missing that since episode four. Um, so then, the fir- the resistance and uh, first order spies see BB Eight immediately, and they uh, they report to their respective uh, commanders. I just like how every like Maz Kanata yells Han Solo, and then everybody in the bar stops. And Khan's like, "Oh boy, hey, Moz <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot to that moment. Like the music stops, everyone stops talking. It's great. Back to Starkiller Base. Kylo Ren has a therapy session with Vader's burnt helmet. There's a story as to how he got it. I forget what it is. I don't. I mean, it's. Kind of simple. Somebody just jacked it. Yeah. So, Somebody straight jacked it. <laughs> so, Taco Donna or Taco my, my guess is
1: like a, My guess is like there was like a starfighter or someone who worked for the Rebels who legitimately stole that helmet, and then it got passed around the black market, and Kylo Ren found it and was like, it was my grandfather's helmet.
0: But I do, I, I do like how they... Like, people... like I've heard complaints how, like, Kylo Ren's, like, whiny. And I keep telling people, that's the point! That's what they were trying to do! Because he's no, no, a no. wannabe! So when he doesn't live up what, to wh- himself, he reacts! What do you think
1: to people who say, I don't care if the whininess is the correct choice for his character it's the unentertaining choice for me to watch as a viewer. Huh. (laughs) Like, I I get it. I like the fact that he is whiny. I like the fact that he has temper tantrums. I think it says a lot about his character and even more about his ability to handle the horse, but uh, they don't bother me. There are some people who are like, I don't like the fact that he's a whiny dude. That just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I don't like to see it. Like I, well, my bad guys, bad guys. I find it unentertaining.
0: Well, Luke Skywalker's whiny friend. and you liked him just the same. What, what? Who? You're like, Luke Skywalker was whiny and you liked him just the same.
1: I, I'm, i yes, I agree. And there are some people who think that's that what Luke I'd Skywalker say. Is what is you. I mean, like, I don't agree with them and I also don't agree with the people who find Kylo Ren to be an unentertaining, whiny person. I like that they picked Adam Brody, I think. Uh, uh yeah I think adam driver great. or Adam driver I think adam driver's great he is great rah
0: um so <laughs> back on Takodana. um they explain the mess to Maz, she declines the help says han should do it himself, like get back in there, get back in the get back on that uh horse's saddle she goes on about the fight against the dark side, how she's seen the whole thing from the Oh, it was the... What was it? No, she said three things, I guess. It was the it was Sith. It was the Empire. Now it's the First Order. So, she's, so, she claims she's been around for a long time. Even though I did post on Facebook... By the way, I'm on Facebook. Um, that... There was a Maz Kanata doll in episode one, The Phantom Menace, on one, one of Anakin's shelves, in his room. The, it was Maz Kanata, I swear it was. So, Maz Kanata was a George idea, I guess. So you're saying that based off this one doll, that this I... one wooden doll, that looked so much like Maz Kanata, I swear it was. And they're saying that does he
1: actually pick up the doll and say, "Maz Kanata, you do this"? Oh come on, come on! You know I. Like I'm, to I'm saying like I mean like I I like the idea that they looked at a doll from one of the other movies and was like, "We can make a creature out of this and, and make it something." But like I'm wondering if they actually put Maz Kanata there and if it's actually a
0: George idea or if George was just like, "Here's a creature, put it
1: up on this thing, and he can." play No, that's with what it I meant.
0: Seen. That's what I meant. Then they made something out of it.
1: Okay. Good because like if that's the case like i'm wondering why george lucas i wonder if he made money up the maz Kanata thing just by saying here's a doll it's called maz Kanata. turn it into what you want but you gotta pay me <laughs> but what he did with like everything that is seen meant. no i like i like the idea that the, yeah they probably saw something from one of the other movies and was like here's the thing we're gonna make it into this
0: so this so yes. maz Kanata talking about the dark side and the light and all this sets off Finn. He says there's no there's no fight against the first order nothing we, not one that we can win. He's completely given up at this. He's like he's completely given up. He's like he, he's stressing at this point. There's no fight here. We all have to run. So then Maz Kanata then quickly like climbs over the table, adjusts her her glass glasses lens and just examines the examines Finn. And he's not having it. He's like you don't know anything about me. What I've seen, these guys are trouble. We can't beat these guys, we all have to run. So then, so then, uh, she offers him a way to escape it all. There, you can disappear in the outer rim. Uh, he goes to leave. Then, uh, Raid goes after him and stops him, then tries to bring him back into the fold. And then he confesses the truth about his past. Uh, he wants Raid. To come with him, he's he's trying to save everyone he can at this point. Then Ray's like, "No, come with us, help us do, help us get this done." But alas, he has truly given up and he leaves. Tells Ray to take care of herself. Wow. What? Yeah, this was. Yeah, this was. Yeah. This is like I think. Oh. This this was okay. this is a moment. Like like you said, this was the moment where Finn is like, "Okay, no. You have not seen the things that I have. These guys can't be beaten." I hope they flesh it out in yeah. the last Jedi. I I I'm almost certain they will. I'm still hoping I I'm almost certain they will. But I just and really
1: can- Considering the imagery of Finn in the trailers, like, it looks like he's going back and doing some stuff there, and it seems like he's taking stuff down. Yeah. There's a whole ship burning behind him.
0: <laughs> so, uh, then, um, Ree watches him leave, but then she hears a little girl call out. She's intrigued by this. Um, so then she goes down to Masconata's uh, basement or wine cellar, And, uh, she goes to open a chest, and she opens it to reveal the Skywalker lightsaber!
1: Who's?
0: Yep. Um. No, no, who's? Um, it was Anakin's, then it was Obi-Wan's for 20 years, and then it was Luke's for about X amount of years, and then... Yeah, then it fell down Cloud City Vat. Um... Or to the bottom of Cloud City. Which, there is a bottom. It's not a gas giant. Um, um didn't know that. Otherwise, it probably would not. be. didn't know either problem. one of those things. I didn't know it was a gas giant. No, it is not a gas giant. It has a bottom. Yes. Got it. Um, so, then we got the... So, then she touches the... She touches the lightsaber, and then she goes on a trip. So... First, 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 she's on Cloud City. She's in one of the hallways where Luke fights Vader. Um, then she's, then she's in a cave with a cloaked figure with a mechanical hand touching R two D two. We can only speculate who that is. Um, then she goes to the Knights of Ren in a rain setting where they are surrounded what by bodies. Do you
1: think it
0: is? So then we go to do Knights you think of it Ren. Is? It's probably Luke. Um, Uh, I thought it was Leia. (laughs) Um, so then we go. Then she goes to. Then she's in a rain setting where she's surrounded by bodies and the Knights of Ren with Kylo Ren, of course. Then she go. Then a key moment where we go back to Jakku, where she is first dropped off on Jakku. This is a pivotal. Question: How old do you think she was? Seven, six? In that moment? In that moment,
1: she looked about yeah six five, pretty young.
0: I just jot that down. I'll 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 go into detail about that later.
1: We. Yeah, I know you you got your age theory, um but I I I would um, my question when I look at that flashback is, what perspective is she viewing? Is she viewing loops? Is she viewing her own memories? Is it, is it a combination of the future, of the past, of other things? Like, what is the perspective of those flashbacks? Flash forwards, possibly.
0: So then we go back. Then we go into the future where she's on a um, – or, yeah, in hindsight, she's in, she's in the future. But in the moment, she's on the snowy forest, and then she runs into Kylo Ren for a jump scare, and then she's thrust back into reality. While all while Obi Wan confirmed it was Obi Wan who says, "Ray, these are your first steps." It's both of them. Both of them, yes. A a, uh, a voice altered Alec Guinness and a and um and McGregor. Who's yeah, getting he's still around? Who's getting his movie soon? I'm hearing. I'm hearing things. Hopefully. I'm
1: for it. Uh I like to I I'm sitting I'm sitting on transponding too. I'm gonna get to it.
0: So then Maz is waiting for her. Um actually before this, Maz when Finn walks away from the table and Ray goes after him, Maz asks Han, Who's the girl? <laughs> Cut away. Then the whole thing happens, now we're here. And then Maz is like, Han told me. That like that like that lightsaber. It belonged to Luke and his father before him, and now it calls to you. Um. So yeah, Maz Kanata's words here have to be taken seriously.
1: Yes. What do you think they mean? I'll hang
0: on. I'll I'll, I'll go I'll go I'll go through it. So Maz is like, Han told me. Han told me every. Han told me what he thinks, and then she apparently she pretty much knows. So Han has to know who who Rey is.
1: If, so, you think when, she, so you think when she came down and she said Han told me everything.
0: No, Han says Han she, told me. She didn't say Han told me everything. Han told me. She said so, so. Han told me. Uh. I
1: think Han I told see. her something
0: and now she's assumed that she's going on a hunch. That's like, a fair point, yeah. Like Han had a hunch. It's a
2: possibility.
0: He told Maz and then Maz is like, Oh, I'm all for this. So I think Han has an idea of who she is. At least. So That's a fair point, yeah. So Maz tells her that her that whoever she's waiting for on Jakku she already knows the truth. They're never coming back. So, but then there is someone who still could. Then Ray says, "Luke." And, like. So my speculation is, like, whoever her parents are. Based on what Maz said. Is not coming back for her. But then addresses Luke as a separate person. In a way. So I don't think she's a Skywalker.
1: You don't think she's a Skywalker?
0: Based on what Maz Kanata is saying here. And how, to, how if you interpret her words a certain way. I don't think she's a Skywalker.
1: I would actually say it's the other way around. I feel like she's... Kind of gently implying that she is
0: a Skywalker. Well, we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) That's my patented phrase. (laughs) Patented phrase.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know what your theory
0: is then. Okay. So. So yeah. So Maz tells her, "Take the lightsaber. Go find Luke." And then Rey's like, "No, I want nothing to do with this. Screw this." She runs off. Like now she's afraid, which is. Awesome. Now there's another be, layer to this.
1: I would be too if I saw some trippy visions when I just grabbed onto some weird magical sword.
0: <laughs> so then we got a moment. Now. Starkiller base. Hux is giving a Adolf Hitler-esque speech to the First Order. Then he orders the base to fire and it destroys a system of planets... That we are not introduced to. And basically wipes out the majority of the... The vast majority of the New... Of the the Central Republic government. And a vast majority of its military. I later found out in canon that it is Hosnian... It is the Hosnian system that was destroyed. Now why did I, f- I have to find out in... Canon! Not in this movie what this planet was. We got... In A New Hope, we flat out knew it was Alderaan because they told us it was Alderaan. Nobody told us what the system of planets were. They just said, that's the Republic.
1: Yeah. I think they're trying to broaden what the galaxy is. By having a Starkiller base come in and destroy a system of planets, they're broadening the, the scope of the story. By bringing new planets in to be in danger. Um,
0: and also, yeah, they, I don't think they cared. So, I'm gonna have a meltdown about Starkiller Base later on. I hope you're ready for that. Um, keep it, keep it a little down. I'll try. Um, okay. So yeah, this so Starkiller Base, its beam travels through hyperspace, and it wiped out the entire, um, the, almost the entire Republic government and a vast majority of its military. Uh, so Fan and Han see this from the ground on Takodana. While I'm talking to from Taco Bell Bell world. Um, OK, so I just want to hear you say it. So uh, BB-8 followed Ray. The First Order has arrived. uh, Then Ray's running back to the temple and uh, Maz gives uh, Maz gives Finn the lightsaber. Then a whole lot of stuff happened. So bear with me. So, Rey comes back, sees the First Order just tearing down Moscanada's t- castle. Um, so, Rey, then Rey um, uses the blaster that Han gave her to get her first kill. She's, like, initially stunned by it, but then she's just, like, turned into a, a murdering machine. It, essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Ray gets her first kill, hardly flinches. That's not true at all. Um, I mis- I miswrote that. So she runs back into the maybe, forest. Maybe she was being sarcastic. Yeah, I guess so. So she runs back into the forest while BB-8 says, uh, tells BB-8 to hide, and while I draw them, I'm gonna scare them off. Um, So then Han, Chewie, Maz, and Finn come out of the rubble. There's this moment where Han, no look, shoots a stormtrooper, which was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious when that happened. That's like a, such a joke on stormtroopers. <laughs> They're just so easy to shoot.
1: They are, but that, they are, but he just that bow is great.
0: Yeah, that, and then he also uses the bow. He really, he very, very much likes uh, uh Chewbacca's bowcaster. Um, let's see here. So Maz gives, uh, yeah, Maz gives him the lightsaber, so, so I wrote down in my notes, uh, Han makes it look easy. Um, Finn can barely fight with the lightsaber, he's, um, struggling with, uh, the traitor stormtrooper that everybody's making a joke out of. So then, uh, Chewie, or Han and Chewie save him, but then they get, uh, caught. This whole, that whole, that exact, like, those few seconds where they're being captured by the First Order, Han, Chewie, and Finn... The, the, uh, the cops theme ran in my head. Uh, bad boys? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that is in your head now. That is in your head now. <laughs> the catchy song. It reminds me of the club song. I did also write down in my notes, they get captured cop style. So then the Resistance arrives in their brand new T 70 model X Wing fighters that I had to. that grew on me over time. And it turns out that Poe Dameron is at the lead. He's alive! He's alive! Um, so, there. I so...
1: need to give Finn a big old kiss.
0: <laughs> I do think. I think Finn is straight, but I think Poe is most definitely gay or bi uh i
1: I mean, I don't think they're gonna have them be a couple if they brought in somebody to actually be Finn's love interest. Kelly Marie Tran. uh Poe po could absolutely be gay, and I don't think I'd have a problem with
0: that. no, not at all. as long as they don't like like Disney doesn't like panic and say, oh, look, Pose gay, Pose gay, Pose gay, and they put all the attention on it, or something like that. Like, they overwhelm it. I hope it's just, like, it's subtle. Because it's like, look, we appeal to the gays, too.
1: I don't think they would overwhelm it, but I think if they did it, they would have to be very careful how they play it off, which I think they play it off very carefully. It would depend on how Oscar Isaac does it. And I think Oscar Isaac would probably be game. He'd probably be like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, totally like that's that's his character it's who he, he has is the big universe why why is it that uh,
0: it do- okay why is it that it doesn't he bother me
1: giant lizards and robots and the magical force and all these like big sci-fi stuff but the moment somebody's gay everyone's like whoa let's bring some
0: logic to the table, guys <laughs> I'm not saying it like it bothers me too much as long as they don't t- put a big point on it or they don't like shove it down it- everyone's throat <laughs>
1: Yes, then then he's then he's not a, a character who happens to be gay he's a gay character and that's that is a fine line to walk and I don't think I don't think Disney is dumb I'm just saying if they made him gay I, I wouldn't care and I don't think they'd make a big deal out of it but it doesn't sound like they're going that route it sounds like he's having his own adventures because I'm not sure what the...
0: there is a character in Star Wars Canon that is gay whom I absolutely adore door as a character he's awesome
1: i like that you said it that way
0: shut up um <laughs> so so yeah pose of the lead he's alive uh they're the first the, the resistance is handily um wiping out the first door first order to the point where they are making precise shots on stormtroopers with X-wings, and it, it's like they're not exploding into mist; they're just—they it looks like they're just being shot by a regular blaster. Awesome, great. Let's put some logic in here, guys. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> so then uh, Kylo Ren arrives, uh, catches up, and uh, catches up with Rey. She can't fight him off. She looks so, like in the final moments before she, before he freezes, like, Daisy Ridley's acting. She is a great actress. I think. In this role. She's awesome. Because, there, like, there's this moment where she's right about to be frozen by, uh, force, frozen by Kylo Ren. And she's just, like, helplessly backing up and shooting him, like, blindly, like, it's like she's just like so helpless, and she plays and she gives that off so well. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: she's got she's got a very um, interesting and expression filled face.
0: She's promising. She's very promising, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely everyone ever look oscar isaac is amazing he's i've loved all his stuff and john boyega is just as young as her and just as good and um yeah she she's great they're all they're all great choices adam driver's been kicking butt on girls for quite a long time
0: she literally came out of have you
1: ever heard have you ever heard of inside lewin davis
0: inside lewin i've heard of it
1: Okay, I don't think you need to see the whole movie. It may not be for you, but there is a scene where Kylo Ren, Poe Damien, and Justin Timberlake all together sing a very jaunty, fun song. It's it's, it's You'd be amazed if you saw it.
0: It's Poe Dameron, not Poe Damien. Poe Dameron.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Dameron. I am sorry. I am sorry. Thank you. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me i am so i'm so sorry could you please give me a moment to just kind of slit my wrist here i'm so, please. so please. sorry
0: please alex uh, we all know we all, yeah. we all know how you are when you're uh when you're drunk um i am not drunk okay now I'm not. <laughs> um so see she can't fight him off uh so he finds out that she knows the map fragment they need. So Kylo Ren takes her instead of BB-8, and so uh, Finn and Han just stares. Han just watches uh, his son walk away with Rey in in his the unconscious Rey in his arms, and then Finn is like, "Crap, no, my friend." Um, so then the First Order escapes with uh, Rey. So then Leia shows up with, uh, 3PO, who now has a red arm. Hans still- Hans true. Something something happened. Yeah, there is actually a story to it. Um, I- I- uh, again, I forget what it is. Uh, they have an awkward reunion. Um, perfect. Because they spent years away. Less than six, according to canon. They spent less than six years away. Um. Hmm. So, Han, so, then Han tells her that he saw their son. Resistance base, uh, Finn reunites with Poe, um, in the most, uh, bromance way you can imagine, which I like. I do like how quickly they've become, like, bros.
1: I, I... I mean, have you I I've been in that situation or I've seen other people in that situation where like they meet each other for the first time and you can tell like oh, these people are like they're friends. They're going to be friends. <laughs> like you can just tell. It's it's weird. But I like I like it when you can actually like get two actors to portray that properly. It's like um I feel like if we're lucky, we'll get the friendship that we got on scrubs, which I always thought was great.
0: <laughs> um but Finn's like, okay, but like then Finn gets a small amount of uh of uh vindication or like a moment where Poe is like, You're a good man, Finn. You got my droid back. Hey hey, that's my jacket. He's about to give him the jacket, he's like, No no, keep it, it suits you. Like he, then he says, You're a good man, Finn, and then Finn pauses for a second, takes that in for just a brief second, and says, Look, Poe. I need, I need, need, my friend got taken by the First Order. So then, uh, so Finn has to rescue, Finn says he has to rescue Rey, and, uh, Leia says, I need to know everything you know, we'll figure that out later. Essentially. They are disappointed that, I'm just gonna read my notes verbatim here, because a lot happens, a lot is, a lot is said. They are disappointed that BB-8 only has a fragment of the map, uh, R2 won't wake up to show the rest of the map. Uh, because apparently R2, uh, BB-8 has a theory that R2 has the rest of the map. Um, Han and Leia regret what happened to their son and the decisions they made because of it, and Leia still believes that there is good in their son, much like Padme still believed that there was good in Darth Vader. And look what ended up happening after that.
1: Yeah, people are genuinely wrong when they say that. (laughs) In these, in these movies, it's kind of
0: funny. So back on Starkiller Base, Uh, it's Ray's turn to be uh, stupid notes. It's Ray's turn to be forced mind probed. Um, Then Ray calls calls him out uh, as a creature in a mask. Kylo Ren responds greatly by taking off the mask, or taking off his helmet, and revealing a baby face. Like
1: and a, and lovely locks of hair.
0: Lovely locks of hair. Adam Driver during the red carpet uh the red carpet event that was live streamed uh last night uh for Last Jedi. He said that uh his theory that there are combs in the helmet that help keep his hair that way.
1: <laughs> that makes sense.
0: I immediately called for that to be canon. Um
1: Yeah, but that would also hurt if it stabbed him in the head.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't inver- That's why he destroys the helmet in the trailer. Um we'll get to
1: ah, that. Ha, ha. Thank you thank you, Dad, for, re- for reminding me <laughs> that my hair is just better if I let it go. Stab. <laughs> bye.
0: So, um So, Kyle takes off the helmet to show the baby face underneath. That's a great that's that's like a great like villain thing to do. Just to prove him like, you think I'm a creature? I'm just like you. It's great. Yeah. So
1: he is—he is—he's uh, undercutting expectations.
0: So then he begins to, uh, do the hand thing where he uh, do, where he uh starts to force a mind probe. I do like the sound effect, like the low rumbling sound effect or bassy sound effect with the, when the force is in use. I like that.
1: Yeah, it kind of helps you understand a little bit more about who's in control and who isn't.
0: Yeah. But uh, to color uh, Kylo- so color is just starting like so here so here's the thing so color digging into her mind or going through her going through her dreams and whatnot going through her mind or I guess it's not just memories it's like her- his mind like his innermost conscience or something like that the subject's innermost conscience that he di- that he walks through um but um so yeah he sees. Apparently, like Ray, apparently saw an island at some point. Maybe it was her dream to live on an island or something like that. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe she was dreaming of the island that Luke is on at the end of this movie, or something like that, and going into Last Jedi or something like that.
1: It's, that would probably make more sense.
0: Yeah. So he digs and digs into her mind, but to his surprise, she begins to fight back. And starts reading his mind. And then so pushing him back altogether. So the
1: force is awakening.
0: Exactly. Um so he tells uh so he tells so he goes and whines to Snoke. I'm kidding. he's he, like <laughs> Snoke is like Of the the scavenger girl resisted you. (laughs) Then Hux Hux comes. She's powerful. She's untrained. But stronger than she 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 is stronger than Force. Untrained, but 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 stronger than she knows. So then Hux comes in to rub it in, essentially. Snoke Snoke tells Hux to point Stark to the base of the Resistance base, and tells Kylo to bring Rey to him if what he says is true. Oh, crap. He didn't need to do that. I don't think. Um, mm. So then we got another moment where Ray, out of the blue, mind tricks her way out of capture. Now, my theory is Kylo Ren, while digging into her head, pressed a button he wasn't supposed to press. Like, there was a big red button that said, Don't press. Do not press this button. And he pressed the button. And that has activated something in Rey that compelled her to try to um, mind trick her way out of Daniel Craig in a Stormtrooper outfit.
1: Okay, so are you saying that she always knew how to mind trick and he just pressed the suppress button off? Or are you saying that she learned something through the Force when he sort of opened the plug gates?
0: though like maybe when she was fighting back against the mind probe like she learned a trick from him maybe
1: that's a possibility she was in there she understood what was going on with his fears
0: so yeah that was actually I don't know if you knew this but that was actually Daniel Craig that got mind tricked that was him no I knew
1: that I always thought
0: that was pretty cool I could never tell he's got such a great accent
1: well most of the I mean it just he's British, and for the first few movies, especially the first one, everyone was kind of British who wasn't the main cast.
0: True. Uh, Kylo Ren comes into an empty chamber, and uh, he throws another fit, while two stormtroopers are about to go through the hallway. They stop, and they slowly turn back around. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) This movie's great at this point. Um... So then, um, Star Killer Base is—we like, find out that Star Killer Base uh, is uh, sucking the a star out of existence, which get, it's, which is why it's called Star Killer. Then, we got the worst part of the mo- The worst part of the movie for me—just this one brief tidbit scene. Really? Yes. I watched this and I'm like, this is amazing. How just. Weak it is. So, we're at the Resistance Base. We got our hero planning battle scene. So, they're talking about the Starkiller Base. One guy says, it's another Death Star. Poe Dameron. (laughs) Poe Dameron. (laughs) <laughs> Paul Cameron's like, I I hate I hate to I hate to burst. Paraphrasing, I hate to burst your bubble, general. But he pulled He says this is this is the Death Star. He pulls up the schematic of the Death Star, <laughs> and this is Starkiller Base. It's Starkiller Base. It's so much bigger than freaking <laughs> 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 the Death that Star. I wrote down in my notes the most blatant penis comparison I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, I did not know you were going to go there. You've
0: seen such, you've seen probably more grotesque films than I. Has there ever been a more disgusting, blatant penis comparison out there? Have Have you seen anything worse than this? Yes. Are you kidding me? There's worse than this. Yes. Oh my gosh! I don't want to see Chris. those movies.
1: Oh, Chris.
0: Oh, Chris. This was awful. I've
1: seen, I've seen movies. I've seen movies that have been made by people who have been nominated for Oscar-winning uh, screenplays, making their early films. Real people eat real dog poop. I've seen move their movies are so fast, Chris. Like.
0: They're vast. I don't want to see those.
1: I didn't even, they're so vast. I didn't even make that comparison when I was watching the movie. I was just thinking, oh, think Star Wars was like this. Well, now Star Wars is like this. Like, I was thinking of it as a metaphor for the what the um, product is now. But I didn't think penis joke that right off the bat. You mentioned it. Yeah, and it's there. But dude, there are, there are better penis and grosser penis. Penis comparison jokes out there for this sure. This
0: was. Comedy alone. No, I'm not saying it is a joke. I'm saying this is what was literally. Ha- that's what happened. That's what this was. You, you're you saying
1: you're saying that if I watch that scene again, Poe's going to be like, this is what the Starkiller base is. And this is the um, uh, Death Star. By yes. The way, these are metaphors for penises. Does he say does he say outright that these are metaphors for penises? You
0: you this is a visual medium, okay? That is what they visually yeah, I'm implied.
1: I'm I'm not Chris, I get that. I'm saying there are grosser ones out there, but that didn't get me right off the bat. I believe it now that you brought it up. I absolutely see it. I can't unsee it. But I don't think that was their intention really.
0: I mean, then I think Why did really, they do you
1: know, it? Kind of but when they saw it but i don't think that was their straight-up intention to make a penis joke in star wars
0: no i'm not saying they did it for as a as a, as a as a as a penis joke i just say they did it they did it as okay here's this okay here okay this is the death star we need to put over stark to the base how can we do that compare it to the death star and make it so much bigger wow wow
1: now to me that it that doesn't straight off the bat say penis comparison are you kidding me? That just, says comparison. that just says comparison. Just cause the just cause one's bigger and one's smaller, you immediately go to penis? What else
0: could this be? What else was this?
1: A metaphor for how st- what Star Wars is now compared to what Star Wars was then. That's the point. Oh, you have a thing that can destroy a planet? Well we have a planet that destroys systems. That's the point. Star Wars is bigger now, kids. It's bigger. That's what I think they were doing.
0: It's been Michael Bade. Um so that was a yes.
1: Now that makes way more sense to me than we're gonna make a. a I think it's a funny joke that was like on a it, deeper level. It's, to, it's that an that unintentional joke.
0: Thing. It. I laughed at the. I, like, they did not present this in a way that to be laughed at. They did it to, to be taken seriously, and I laughed at it because it's so no, absurd. I
1: a funny moment. I, I think it's meant. I think it's a funny moment that's funny because it's scary. Like on a, on, a, on a level, he's like, no, 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 guys, we're not dealing with this. We're dealing with this. And then everyone goes, oh, no, that's a, fun, that's a funny moment. But there's more to it than just being funny. It's actually a really – it's got layers to it, I agree. Even so much to say that, yeah, there's, a, there's kind of a hidden penis joke in there if you want to think about it that way. But I don't think that's like – it's not the first thing that comes to my head. And, yes, there are grosser things out there.
0: I did not like this at all.
1: That movie, that there are bad movies like that out there?
0: No, that this happened. They didn't need this. So, wait a second. This is your worst... This
1: is the worst moment in this movie because you see the slightest... There's more
0: difference. to it than the comparison. Let me finish. Okay, go for it. So, they do this comparison, right? Han's not phased. He's like, so, like, so it's big. Typical Han thing to say. Um. So basically, they summarize. They summarize that they must blow up one small thing, and the whole thing explodes. And then Han and Chewie will take Finn to lower Starkiller, to lower the Starkiller shields. End of meeting. That was it. That's all they have to do against a planet-sized Death Star. That can traverse through hyperspace. That's all it takes.
1: Yeah, I would have expected a bigger meeting, a longer meeting, a more detailed meeting.
0: This is unforgivable.
1: Well, wow. that's a good point to not like that scene. Yes.
0: So Han and Leia, uh, they're all. One could
1: almost say it's a bigger point than the one you had before.
0: <laughs> Funny. Um, it
1: was a penis joke. If you didn't get it.
0: So, uh, they're all getting ready. They're all doing the... They're all prepping for the big battle. Yay. Um, uh, So then Han and Leia have one more goodbye. And Leia asks if uh, Han can bring back their son. Uh, Back on Starkiller, they're still looking for Rey. Uh, So then Han... Han's final trick in his baby, the Millennium Falcon, is to land on a planet at hyperspeed. Okay, that's awesome. I'm Pretty sorry. Pretty That's awesome. Pretty gutsy. It's awesome. Now that's a haunt thing to do. That's a haunt thing to do. That that is a haunt
1: thing to do. That is let, that's flying into a worm's mouth in the middle of an asteroid field to avoid the bad guys haunt thing to do.
0: Well, he didn't know it was a worm, so.
1: Hmm. Doesn't matter. It was a haunt thing to do.
0: He's making a landing at light speed, so I then summarized on my notes. He must have the force. Um, so Kylo senses this. He shifts his attention away from Rey. Uh, this was okay. This had to have been the funniest part of the movie, like the funniest dialogue in the movie. So Finn tells them that, um, that he used to work in sanitation on Starkiller Base. This upsets. Han and set and Finn says Listen, I'm only here to- I'm only here to get Rey. And then Han's like Like the-, the-, the people are counting on us. The whole galaxy is counting on us. Counting on is counting on us. And Finn's like, We'll figure it out, solo. We'll use the he's like he get then the light bulb goes off in his head, he's like, We'll use the force. And Han's just like That's not how the force works and then Chewbacca Roars something, and then Han turns around says, "Oh, really? You're cold? Uh, (laughs) Awesome!
1: (laughs) Just awesome." Now that is the kind of that's the kind of back and forth that is missing in the
0: prequels. Yes. Um. So then we got another sad. We got another sad moment, or part of one. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So they so instead they enter the base. So um, they're inside and uh, Han says, "Okay, what's your plan?" Ask he asks Finn, "What's your plan?" Uh, um, I have an idea. And Finn's like, "I have an idea." So they enter the base and they capture Captain Phasma. Um, at this point, Rey is still ducking everyone the same way uh, Obi Wan ducked all the storm the stormtroopers when he turned off the tractor beam. Clues, everyone. Clues. Clues. Um, I'll get to it later. So I wrote. So I'm just gonna write down my notes verbatim on this next part. All caps. Phasma lowers the shields. They throw her into a trash compactor. What was the point? What do you mean? Let me break this down. So they have point of like. So they have Phasma at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. They tell her. Turn you got, you got lower the shields. And she's like, You're making a big mistake. So then she just does it. And then yeah she has a gun to her head. And then she's like, You know, you're not gonna survive this. You're like, you're not gonna survive this. My stormtroopers will storm this block and kill you all. And then so they decide, okay, let's throw her into a trash compactor. That's all we got of Phasma! Who was promised to be the Boba Fett of this new of this new franchise? So far, mm. spot on. They yeah, got it spot on. Spot on. She was on. useless.
1: Uh, but but now we have trailers, and now we know she's around, and she fights
0: Finn. I'm saying in this movie, so far, yeah, I agree. In this, useless. In this,
1: I mean. In this movie, they play her off, like, even if you didn't see any of the promotional material, even if you didn't know who Captain Fassman was as a character, like, you, you just the way she looks and acts and has a relationship within it, you think she's going to be bigger than she is. But really, in the movie, she's just the boss. Boss lady. It's to me. This movie
0: is starting to fall apart really yeah. quick.
1: I mean, the whole point is they're going to build on it. It's a trilogy. I, I've watched the movie's... When I watched Force Awakens, I understood it as the first part of a trilogy. So, even though Phasma was put in a trash compactor, I didn't think she was not going to come back.
0: So then, uh, yeah, Resistance then launches their attack. And a uh, whole battle happens. So they finally find Rey. They, uh, Rey's thankful that Finn decided to come back for her. I guess. So Did you ever get the implication of romance between the two? Cuz now that I watch it again, that's not what I don't think they were that were they were implying that.
1: Uh I think Finn likes her for sure. Yeah. Um and I think she has bigger things on her mind than Finn, but I think she I I think she likes Finn and has just bigger things on her mind. I think if she spent more time with them, she probably would. But that's the other thing. Finn's got another love interest in mind, you say, so I guess that's not where they're going then. As
0: of this movie, he does not. Um. But, yeah. So they go outside, they're about to make their escape, uh, but then they see the Resistance struggling to b- blow up this weird octagon thing, or hexagon thing. Um, but so they decide to help with uh, the charges they, with the uh, with the detonators they, they brought. So Ray tamper[s] with the system and helps them get inside the thingy. And uh, Han- so Han and starts uh, Hanituri. They start setting charges separately. Kylo Ren comes in, walks along a typical Imperial railingless catwalk. Typical. Yeah,
1: yeah, they don't care about safety regulations at all.
0: Nope. That's starting to become a really big joke now. Um, so, Han follows him and calls him by his real name, which is Ben. Ben! So then, everyone's here to see this. Finn, Rey, Chewbacca.
1: Certainly Rey. Ray's especially there to see it.
0: Yeah. Han tells him to take off. I <laughs> I don't even know what joke he made. I'm just going to move on. Um... So Han, you know what my theory is. Stop it. Um, Han tells him to take off the helmet. He does. Shows uh, his perfect hair and his baby face. Um, so Han's trying to verbally bring him back. Ben's like, no, I can't. He says he's being torn apart. And that he knows what he has to do, but doesn't have the strength to do it. And he's asking Han, well... Can you help me with this? Then Han's like, "Sure, anything." So he offers Han the lightsaber, drops the helmet, but then Han grabs the lightsaber, but Ben doesn't let go. Then this, then the star that they were, that stuck of the base was absorbing, fades out, and the light from the from the sun goes out of Ben's face, and then Ben, then Ben, now as Kylo Ren, stabs his father in the gut with a lightsaber. Then, as one last and then one last act, as Han Solo, he caresses his son's face before he falls into a, a thermal vat.
1: Yeah, total Han thing to do. <laughs> um, I I like this moment. I like uh, Chewbacca's wail. Uh, I I believe Rey when she's crying, and I believe Finn when he feels sad. I believe that those characters had a connection with Han. I think Harrison Ford really trying in this performance makes that uh, death scene work, and I think more importantly, it's the small things when it comes to stuff like this, and the way he says Ben really gets to me.
0: People, when this first came out, and I saw it a few times, I'm like, I don't think they did it right. I feel like they should have done something else. I wasn't exactly sure what else they could have done, except make him go out in a blaze of glory or something like that, which probably would not have been as effective.
1: It would have been cliche.
0: It would have been cliche. Um, if he
1: would, like, died in the Millennium Falcon, flying and sacrificing himself, it would have been, A, a lot like Star Wars, but yeah. also it just would have been a lot like everything else, and I like that this is a calm, pensive, character-driven death scene.
0: Yes. Very, very opera. Okay, the main complaint... That people had with it. I remember now. The main complaint people had with it. Was that it was. It was seen from a mile away. As soon as they stepped into that room. I think pretty much everyone knew. What was going to happen. But then I'm like. Is that really a bad thing?
1: I think it only works. If you look at it. Within the context of the trilogy. And also within the context of storytelling since the first Star Wars. Uh, if you watch the first Star Wars, even though it's the first time that moment has really kind of been popularized, when Obi-Wan steps away and fights Vader, you know he's going to die. You know it. You know he's not going to win. You know he's going to fail. You know this is a stall technique. And you know he's sacrificing himself. That The movie's not over and he's not going to stick around. He's an old man. And that is exactly what you feel when he goes there. But the thing is, you don't really know how the scene's going to go down. You know he's going to die. You just don't know what's going to happen. That's why the quiet mood and the intimate setting and the actual conversation he has with his son, which is quite manipulative on his part. And then you see the actual murder yourself, itself, and it's just it, – it's, it's cold, man. It's cold-blooded, and it's hardcore. It's, it sticks with you. I and mean, I think that's what people have a problem with. I think that I think it it's too personal for them, despite the fact that they can see it coming. It isn't that that they see it coming; it's that what they get was something fairly personal.
0: So then, also, then, as Han's falling into the abyss, uh, great shot of um, Ben slash Kylo Ren as he has like. He has an expression of mixed feeling about the whole thing. Then you get a brief shot from the Resistance base with Leia, how she reacts to it. There's an awesome light score to it because John Williams is great. Um, yeah, it works. So Chewie roars in pain, just completely gives up on the kid. He shoots him, and then he shoots at him, and he hits him in his like in his hip. And um, so Finn and Rey, uh, they they run away without, but not before exchanging a look with Kylo Ren. So they flee into the forest, but then Kylo Ren, with his Jedi quickness, catches up, is actually in front of them. I don't know how that happened, because they cut a speeder chase scene out of the movie, which would have gone right here. But, uh, yeah. Maybe? No, that's what happened. They did have a cut speeder chase.
1: Okay, you alluded to that it was a maybe, but it sounds like that happened
0: yeah that's exactly what happened um so let's see here where did i where, okay so we're at the point they're all finn ray and kylo ren are there so kylo ren's like it's just us now there's this awesome part where kylo ren this is key he just killed his biological father he was shot in the side with a wookie bowcaster. That has knocked men off their feet. And it's the wound is in his side. And how blaster bolts work is that the wounds cauterize. His he is wound his wound was bleeding. He was he was losing blood. He was probably mortally wounded at this point. So keep that in mind as this confrontation goes down. So, let's see here. So, um, he's... So, yeah, like I said, he's bleeding from the wound. He force-pushes Rey into a, uh, into a tree, knocking her out, leaving Finn on his own against him. Uh Finn pulls the lightsaber, then they start fighting. Uh, so Ren... Is, so Kylo Ren is, uh, sloppy. Uh, excuse me. Kylo Ren's pretty much sloppy, and Finn's allowing Finn to pretty much hold his own. Uh... Finn lands a hit on um Kylo Ren's right shoulder, similar to how Luke landed a shot before his hand got cut off. I told you Empire was in this movie somehow. Um But that's, Ren that's it? <laughs> If anything. Um Okay. Okay. But Kylo... I was
1: gonna say the snow, but alright.
0: <laughs> but uh Kylo Ren uh take uh, takes him out quickly after that. So then we got uh so then Ren Kylo Ren. Tries to pull the Skywalker lightsaber to him, and uh, it's not working at first. And then it finally go. And then it finally moves. It's coming at him. Moves, flies right past him, and it ended. And, uh, and uh, Ray's there to catch it. So Ray has the lights Does the Skywalker lightsaber. She ignites it, and then they start fighting. I wrote down she fights like Palpatine with less flips. Whistles a wrench into every theory. It seems. And that she's doing just as well as Finn was. Come. Yeah, she's untrained. She's untrained. And Kylo Ren is mortally wounded, which is how they were hanging on their own, which is how they were holding I'm up their not, own. I, I I agree with you.
1: I never. I'm not sitting here saying no. I don't. I, I people
0: think that works for reasons there. People have said they don't believe how Finn and Ray were able to hold their own against a trained opponent. A well, they're, said they're opponent, because
1: they make it very clear in the movie that that blaster can blast someone from far away and can send them flying. It's a powerful gun, and yeah, he got he's emotionally and he distraught
0: and he's emotionally distraught yeah. and conflicted.
1: Yes, he, he, there were many, there are many problems, but he wasn't at his A game.
0: No, he was not in Last Jedi, he probably. Won't be either, but more so than he is in this movie.
1: We'll see. We will see. Yeah, I'm
0: interested to see. Four more have. days, man! I'm so excited. You get to see it before I do. Do I? Aren't you going to the, the premiere? You're going to the theater showing Wednesday night, right?
1: It's not. We don't get the employee screening.
0: Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Then we the get the employee screening
1: it? on Friday.
0: Oh, you are you getting in that on Friday? Okay. Gotcha. I'm probably working
1: Wednesday, if anything.
0: Oh, okay. So Ren tries to pull the yeah. That's what I, I just said that. So so the resistance. They're uh, we're flying around. They finally seize on the opening that oh yeah. Chewie also blew up the charges as they were all making their escape, which made a hole. Um. So the resistance sees on the opening left for them. Uh. We got another brief trench run. So uh, Poe Dameron. Being the uh, hero that he is, he flies inside this uh, this uh, this small little crevice. He manages to fit right inside, um, and he blows everything up. He, then he flies right back out, and then the thing that they needed to blow up blows up. If you want to be technical, it's a thermal oscillator. I know, it's a thermal oscillator. I know, people. I know. Um, hey, what what's a thermal oscillator? Something that blows up Starkiller Base. I don't know. Um, so Ray, and Kylo Ren they're still so now the planet's starting to blow up Ray and Kylo Ren are still fighting the planet is now breaking Uh, Ray is back to do a corner she's about to she's like on the side of a cliff Kylo Ren's like you need a teacher I can show you the ways of the forest and then Ray's like oh yeah the forest that thing so then she finally closes her eyes like Miles asked her to do back on Takodana she embraces the forest and then she starts going to town on Kylo him up so he put one in his knee and then on his face his and, and, uh, and i guess um so it horribly scarred him and before she could do any more in the name of han solo the planet separates the two that's a force moment i think that's a force good heavy moment for one.
1: good argument for one
0: because she's about to like finish this guy off, and then the planet just like separates them. It's like, nope, we will table this for a later time. Like this is not meant to be yet. This confrontation is not meant to be yet. So then, um, so then she then since so she goes and runs back for Finn. So then Snoke, uh... so Hux goes back to Snoke's hologram. The god's a hologram. Um. And Snoke tells Hux to fall back and bring Kylo Ren to him, for he must complete his training. Oh, dear. So, uh, then we got... So then Ray finds Finn, unconscious, and with a horribly scarred back, and then turns him on his back. Well done. Um... Yeah. Medical expert right there. Um, Ray... The in the snow is supposed to help, I guess. But gravity, man. Well, I guess gravity's... Must have been failing at that point. Um, so Ray cries over Finn's unconscious body when Chewie with the Falcon comes with to rescue them. They all escape from the exploding Star Killer base. Ooh, boy, did that upset me. Ooh, let me tell you. First off,
1: oh here comes
0: here comes your rant. You got this system destroying planet. Planet killer. Planet sized planet killer. System killer. Star killer. Um. So you built this thing. You're in the. Okay you're in the writer's room. Let's do another Death Star. You couldn't keep it. You couldn't make it a focal point. Of this trilogy. With this thing looming around.
1: No, they got to make another
0: one. Why couldn't they keep this?
1: It would have made... It has to be like a
0: new hope. Ugh, this... It made me so... This makes me so mad. It's like, they could have kept this and fleshed this thing out and made it a bigger thing that it, than this Death Star ever was. Because there was only... Because yeah. then they didn't have to make two Death Stars. But now... Yeah, but
1: that makes... It, I mean... It does suck that they didn't do enough with it, but it makes me wonder what the, uh, destruction of it is going to lead to in the next movie.
0: No. Okay. Forget the comparison bit. This is unforgivable. They could have done something with this. Instead, they just blew it up.
1: Ah, who cares? It's a giant ship. It's a spaceship. Who cares? It's a planet.
0: Um.
1: That, all, that is also a spaceship. Blew up like a spaceship, not like a planet did.
0: They got resistance base. They got heroes.
1: They didn't, they didn't go down inside a planet and blow up its thermo something or other. Like that thing was put there when it was turned. Into no, no, they did. That's what they just did. The thermal oscillator is a man-made thing,
0: correct? Yes. No, Starkiller base is not. Put, the thermal they, oscillator they put inside is. A planet.
1: Yes. That they put inside a planet. So they blew that up to blow up the planet. They blew up a spaceship. They
0: went inside this thing to Space blow ship? up the... Mecha- yeah. The- Shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> So, Becca the Resistance base... Uh, I freaking hate what they do with Stark of the Base. I'm sorry. They just... Ugh. Resistance base. Heroes welcome. Leia... Like... Either Leia skipped Chewie or... They think they skipped each other. Like they were not focused on each other at all, especially given how Han is dead now. They did not immediately go for each other. So Chewie walks back. Who walks with Finn?
1: People focus on that moment. I, people focus on that moment as a detriment a lot. But to me, I think it says a lot about who those two are. Which is, I think, a long time ago they always had. A, they made a decision. That was, if, if Han ever died, that they had already made their peace with it, maybe together. Because he was a pirate. Because he got in so many scrapes. If something ever happened, they didn't need to hug each other. They just understood. That's how I kind of
0: came to grips with that scene. So, uh, so they, so Leia and Ray embrace. And, uh, going to, uh, film theories theory on Ray's lineage which I will discuss in just a few moments here. But we have to finish this. So yeah. uh later so later on they are Morning Han when R2 awakens, the real awakening in this movie, um and uh they uh so he projects the, the whole map, and then BB eight puts his fragment in, and then now they have a complete map to Luke. Complete map to Luke. Hold on, I have to. I have. I have to ask a question. One thing. We're probably gonna get the answer what? to this. What? Luke left behind a map for him to be found if they needed him. Now they need him, and he's probably gonna say no. So why leave with? Why leave with a map? Why would you leave them a map to you?
1: I always thought um, that it depended on the scenario that hopefully by the time someone actually needed his help that he would have found everything he wanted to find from the temple. That He would have found the answer that he wanted. And then he got to the temple and he didn't find what he wanted is my guess. And now they need his help and they're going to go find him and he's going to have to look at them and be like, no, no, no more Jedi. Jedi are done. The force is too dangerous for anybody. You don't need my help. I'm out of this. That may be what he does.
0: So, uh, Ray uh, goes to Finn's unconscious body and uh, friend zones him. Before she chewy. Well, no,
1: she 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 prioritizes. She doesn't friend zone. She's just like I. I wrote that in quotes. I, I she, forgot
0: to emphasize that.
1: I appreciate what you did, but at the same time, I've got to go learn to be a Jedi. So
0: later. Ray quote friend She's zones Finn.
1: No, yeah, I I get it. I just. I I feel like the possibility of them getting together later is still a possibility.
0: We'll see. So she, Chewie, and uh, R2 depart to get Luke and the Falcon, and the Resistance waves goodbye as they leave. We finally got the May the Force Be With You line from Leia. That was good. They arrive on Octo. Uh, Ray walks up numerous steps and through an empty-looking village and finds old, bitter... Luke Skywalker atop a, atop of hell. They look at each other with uh, ranging emotion. Uh, like Ray is like nervous and afraid, and then Luke's like, "Who's this? Who's who's this? Who brought her here? I don't what's, what's going on here?" Her?
1: Who are you? What's up? So I'm, then I'm I'm. I'm seething over here at the sunset. I love sunsets. What are you
0: doing here? <laughs> you, you're getting in the way of my rays. Um, ah, rays. Um, then Ray holds out holds out the lightsaber. Will Will Luke take it? Will he train Ray? What will happen next? Roll credits the end. <laughs>
1: but I mean they hold that shot
0: for a long time. Yes, they let you soak this in and don't, they don't they don't want you to forget this when the next movie comes around. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's like they expect a huge applause. Do you think Ryan Johnson filmed the last part of this of this movie? Like this particular part.
1: Um maybe I mean Considering it's a location and they had to get everybody there to do it and they probably weren't going – I don't know how many times they went there. It depends on where it is. Um, So, yeah, if it's really super far away, then they probably shot it all on location in one time. Um, But if they didn't and it was someplace that they could just get to a little bit easier than people think and they could go there more than once, then maybe it wasn't. Hmm. B+. Uh, um, an argument uh, can be made for a B. I'm gonna say B, solid B.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I it's not a B minus, but it's uh, and what's new about it is great, but what's old about it is just unneeded. Yeah, and then there's a whole section in the middle of with that monster. That just isn't. It doesn't do anything for the plot. It's just a kind of a waste of time. There's some things in this that take it from an A
0: for sure. Yeah, that whole, like the whole comparison bit, just like, oh, did they really have to do that? <laughs> that really bothered me. I'm sorry, that did.
1: Yeah, and the problem with the the dogfight being a little bit unforgettable was only made worse when Rogue One came out and had a way better dogfight. That uh,
0: tells you something when a standalone movie does something, does something better than your saga film.
1: Well, that's just, just that's just one film is made by a guy who spent over a decade in the world of CGI and knows how to map that stuff out perfectly, and JJ Abrams who knows how to get a product out.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Force Awakens, Star Wars is back. Huzzah! Huzzahs all around always, all around. Star Wars is back. Celebrate. Rogue One coming out next year. I'm kidding.
1: You already did that.
0: Yeah, you already did that.